0: to Crossroads Initiative Crossing Borders podcast. My name is Miriam Jalali and I will be your host today. Our upcoming edition is on mental health through the year, so we are very excited to have Nisla Dube here today. Without further ado, we will let Nisla introduce herself. Hi Mariam, my name is
1: Nista. I am really excited to be here today um, just to chat more with your audience. I know we connected about a week or so ago. And, and um, this podcast is really dedicated to mental health. So definitely looking forward to just sharing my journey and my experience um, and just opening up the conversation.
0: Well, we're so excited to have you here and learn more about you and your story. So just to start off and learn a little bit more about you, what are some issues you're passionate about? And how do you try to contribute towards them?
1: Yeah, so I think something for me that has continuously come up over the years is definitely noticing how much the education system stunts creativity. And I think that for me is why I started doing what I do now around purpose and, um, really mindset reframing, because I think that a lot of school, um, you know, the systems in place with the education system today, at least are really designed towards rigidity and, um, they're, they're quite standardized. So something that I'm really passionate about is working to sort of implement some ideas or concepts of things like purpose and self-discovery and emotional awareness into education systems and into the classroom. So something I started last year was um, just a very basic petition for um, the efficacy of basically mindfulness-based interventions or mindfulness Sessions of some sort to be held in public schools and kind of did a little bit of neuroscience research around that with my background um, back at Virginia Tech and then was able to get that um, into my local school county, just network with, um, you know, the, the school, the school board and the school staff. Um, And just have conversations going with them. So I think that for me, I envision that being just a long-term project that I continue to work on, that I continue to grow. Um, It really won't be an overnight change or some kind of drastic transformation. In fact, if I'm even alive to see school systems become more interactive and more purpose-driven, I'd be surprised. Um, But I think I am prepared to commit to that in the long haul and just watch as those systems over time can eventually shift into um, just more of a personal and interactive learning experience for students.
0: Wow, I love that so much. And you explain that so well. Like, I've definitely heard those concepts before, but it like, it's so important that we do have that in schools. And I love how you talked about that. And then I also noticed you mentioned Virginia Tech. And I was watching some of your TikToks and noticed that you talked about turning down a tech job for something else you're passionate about. So do you want to talk about what inspired you to make this change? Yeah,
1: so it was really back during the pandemic when I was in my senior year of college. So I was about to graduate and I was kind of on that bandwagon, if that's the right word, of just applying to like all these tech jobs and interviewing for corporate companies, thinking that's kind of what the right path is, especially if you don't ideally know what you want to go in at the time. So that's kind of where I was and what I thought was going on with me mentally. I was like, I guess I don't know what I want to do. So I'm just going to interview for a corporate job. And I was doing that and I was going to interviews and I had already interned at a tech, local tech company. So that was kind of in my mind, what was going to be my trajectory post-college. And it was really in March when the pandemic hit and all the classes switch to the online format so I was just at home I was with my parents every single day and it was this growing inner feeling of is this really what you want to do like a stronger and stronger doubt within me that I kept trying to repress and kept trying to avoid and ultimately it came down to me realizing that my whole life kind of like envisioning what I've always wanted to do it really has been very interactions heavy it's been a lot of in my mind when I envision okay what is this ideal life or ideal reality for myself it's been a lot of traveling it's been a lot of public speaking, a lot of interaction, a lot of teaching. And it's very hard to summarize that into one career or one title on LinkedIn that I can just go and apply to. And I think that's why I kept repressing that side of myself, because I was like, this doesn't fit into a traditional job. I don't know how to apply to anything for this. I don't know how to monetize off of this. Um, So really, it was the realization that, well, if I've always wanted to kind of have my own platform, whether that's speaking or teaching or whatever that is... Now is the best time to start. I just graduated. I'm forced to be at home during quarantine. So that's when my YouTube channel started and it kind of led into TikTok and then my podcast as well as some online workshops that I was doing, um, content creation on Instagram and LinkedIn, the whole thing. And then it went into offering actual one-on-one mentoring sessions around how to really shift your mindset and to look at things like limiting beliefs or subconscious blockages. So that you know, over time unraveled into something a lot bigger than I had first thought it would be. And that's kind of what I'm working on at the moment. I recently also just started working with a social media agency this week, which is really exciting, just doing branding and content for them, but definitely hoping to keep, you know, growing my own personal work that I'm doing on the side, create more content, be able to eventually travel and, you know, start speaking at schools, at companies. That's kind of the end
0: goal for me. Wow, I respect that so much. Like, I feel like a lot of the time people feel the same way as you as if they're almost repressing like a side of themselves where they want to pursue what they actually want to do, but they feel forced into something else. And I just have such an incredible amount of respect for you for actually pursuing what you want to do. And you. that's amazing. You should be Thank so proud so of yourself. Um, so That was like a really interesting perspective you took on like that um, kind of pursuing your own passions, especially with the pandemic. That's something like really relatable that everyone went through. And I was just wondering, since our upcoming edition focuses on mental health throughout the years, do you feel as if there are any generational stereotypes that put pressure on choosing your profession and following your dreams? And if so, do you think stereotypes have changed over the years? Yeah, I that's like one of the most
1: interesting questions I've been asked because Honestly, I don't think they have been changed over the years and I wish I could say they have. And I think maybe slightly they've maybe they're not as much of a looming pressure over individuals just because we have like social media nowadays and there's so much money um, that's available there and a lot more paths that are opening up, especially, you know, if you are coming from an immigrant family and you're coming to the United States you are kind of coming in with a slight amount of open-mindedness of, okay, there's more opportunity here. Um, so I, I'll say over the years, maybe very slightly, I, in my opinion, not as much as we should have, because there definitely are a lot of miscommunications when I at least communicate what I do as someone who um, up until this week for the past year and a half was a freelancer or you know, entrepreneur, whatever you want to call it, a creative. It, it, it's like, what really are you doing? What is that? even from a lot of people who have, you know, surprisingly grown up in the States and they have um, been exposed to people who work in social media or follow influencers or, you know, again, whatever the title you want to use. But there definitely is a lot of judgment that comes with me telling people that I'm in this path. So to see that being perpetuated by people who are my age and, um, you know, who have grown up in a society that is quote unquote, supposed to be so open-minded and so accepting and cultivating of the liberal arts and non-STEM careers, It it is disappointing. And I really don't think that a lot of people have done that inner work or really challenged themselves to be like, well, am I just perpetuating old paradigms, old patterns of thinking, um, limiting beliefs that have been imposed to me from other people? Or am I really thinking for myself and adopting sort of the ability to step away from those old patterns of thinking, create my own understanding of how the world works. And that's really hard to do that. So I I don't mean to like say it in a way where it's like, you know, it's really disappointing that people haven't done the work. Because even for me back when it was March and it was the pandemic and I was choosing to walk away from the traditional career path to do my own thing, it was a lot of inner work that I had to do with myself of like, okay, Nista, are you sure you even believe in what you're doing or is there still fear around it? Are you still going to do the traditional thing? Am I going to have, like, I really have to ask myself, am I going to have judgment around, um, what I do with myself because I'm still stuck in old patterns of thinking. So that's a shift that I think people can really only make when they have space from a lot of these systems, like when they have space from, Everyone they go to school with, when they have space from their coworkers that, you know, they see every single day, like it takes a lot of disconnect, like disconnected space and time to really um, be able to, I think, form those opinions. And that's why for me, it really took the pandemic for me to step back and be like, wait, why am I even applying to these companies when I've always envisioned myself speaking on a stage? like it really took that amount of a drastic shift for me to even ask that question. So um, you know, that's a answer that was kind of all over the place, kind of long winded. But um, that's just kind of honestly how how I feel when I think about that question.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, honestly. And I feel like I'm already learning so much from you. And I really like how you brought up thinking for yourself, because I feel like from the day we're born, we're put so much pressure on us to do things a certain way based on how someone else thinks rather than ourselves so I really like how you you know talked about all those concepts and now that you're like on the topic of like talking about how some people you know judged you for what you did um why do you think it's important to push others to take their own risks as well because I noticed a lot of your content is very encouraging for others to follow their own dreams yeah so I think
1: like less than pushing others. It's a lot of planting the seed. Um, I think when I first started, I used to push others. I used to like tell all my friends, you guys should just start your own businesses and like leave your jobs. Then I realized how much immaturity there was in me saying that and how much responsibility I had to take for myself to walk away from telling people what to do or, um, you know, offering any kind of like unsolicited advice or imposing my opinions on others, because frankly, I think everyone's on their own journey. And that's a lot of what I speak about as well. in my, um, in my content, I speak about it from a more spiritual lens, from a soul journey and how that's so different for everyone. And we're operating on our own timelines that the best thing that you can do for just everyone around you is to just be so firm in your path be so committed to your purpose and to choose that every single day and that energy in itself is going to unravel and sort of transmute um to the people around you and they're going to pick up on it but if you're coming at it with like an energy of hey guys you need to be doing this it's going to be really overwhelming for them it's going to scare them they're going to feel like they're doing something wrong so that was a huge mistake i made when i first started it was thinking that everyone was suddenly just going to make this drastic shift with me and be on this journey of creating content with me. But that's not the reality of it. Like we all have our own paths and we can't really push advice on other people. So a lot of what I do in my content now is I definitely try and, you know, be motivational, be encouraging, share my journey as openly as I can. Um, but ultimately I know that that truly will only resonate or, push in a way, people who are ready to be pushed and who are ready to make those changes. Um, Because if you're not, you're going to scroll right past that content or that content could be annoying. It could even be triggering. It could be like, okay, this is the most cliche advice I've ever heard. So it's really understanding that when I make that, it's only going to hit home for the people who are ready to hear it and just accepting that that's that's the case and that's where they're at.
0: Mm -hmm. That's so true. I mean, a lot of the time change has to come from within So, yeah. Um, And kind of talking more about what you do, what are some goals you hope to accomplish in the future? Yeah,
1: that's a good question. I feel like whenever I think of that question, it's like I could get super specific with it. I could be generic. But I think the biggest thing for me is definitely, like I mentioned, I want to really shift a lot of the systems that are in place right now. I want to be able to speak to students and talk to them about what it's like to connect with your own strengths, what it's like to identify your strengths, what it's like to redefine success and um, be able to paint and view it in your own lens aside from whatever society is telling you or your parents are telling you. Um, I think that for me has just been an ongoing thought growing up my entire life. And I never knew that I could monetize that notion into a career path or, or be able to do that to sustain me over time. But that's ultimately what it really boils down to. And I, I can't really say what that looks like. I can't say if that's going to happen in a school environment ever, or if that's going to happen in its own organization of sorts, um, at extracurriculars, if that's going to be at a public speaking event. I think it really looks different for everyone. And it could be as simple as someone viewing one of the videos that I've shared on TikTok and having that own sort of um, questioning or introspection within themselves. It could be something that, you know, they read in a text in an Instagram caption or an excerpt of my book. You really never know what's going to hit home for people. And I think that's something that I try and encourage myself to remember too, because everyone's just so unique and however they process information and what plants a seed within them is so personal and it's bound to be different. So for me, that's the end goal. It's spreading the idea of purpose and allowing people to, have the practical resources well to cultivate faith, um, in their purpose that they don't think, oh, well, there's no way I can't make, you know, a sustainable income out of an arts career. It's like, well, how can we work on you cultivating faith so that that can be a reality, or at least having that be a thing that's still part of your life. If you do want to work a day job and you do want to have, um, you know, your, your other career with it, that's totally fine. But I think a lot of dreams are lost in the world, unfortunately, because of the systems that are in place. My ultimate goal is just to be able to um, do the most of my power to to create those transformations.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I can't wait to see what you accomplish in the future. Um, And I was just wondering, like, as you were talking about, you know, wanting to speak in schools, if you were like in school at the time and you had somebody giving you the advice that you are giving to people now, if that makes sense, do you think you would have started your freelancing work earlier?
1: Oh my gosh. I've never thought about that. Cause I've always had that thought of like, man, I wish I just started earlier. Like I wish I'd started in high school or college. Um, mm-hmm. and I've also had the separate thought of, wow, I wonder how different things would have been had I been in elementary or middle school and like there were guest speakers coming in and talking about purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a really good question. I can't say there might've been certain things that I felt more motivated to do had I been around that environment. Um, potentially in university. Like if I had just come across someone and had that conversation with them, I I always go back and forth between the whole idea of like, everything happens for a reason versus like, we have a lot more free will in the world that we think. And that's just kind of like an overused trope. So I really don't know. Um, But I do think that for me, I don't know if I would have been ready to put myself out there on social media before the pandemic. That's something I often think about as well Is like, there was a lot of anxiety for me with being public on social media. And, um, at least the environment I was in in college of like, just having everyone know everything I was doing, I didn't feel comfortable with that. So I was very, very closed off, um, on social media up until the pandemic, when I decided this is what I actually want to do for a living is make content around self discovery and spread it. So that's when I made the decision to go public. And I don't know if that's something I would have been ready for before, or even with the other things like with the writing, I kept that to myself so privately and only really dug into my old writing from like middle school um, and and use that and repurpose some of that for for the poetry book. But it's like, I was never – they were in, like, those private folders for a reason. Like, I was never ready to share them. So I think there's a lot of vulnerability that people don't see and a lot of courage that comes from even posting a picture of your face on Instagram um, or sharing your story or sharing things that are so personal to you. And um, when I think about it that way, I'm like, yeah, it had to have happened at the time that it did. Like, because there's just – and at least what I speak about, there's so much – transparency that has to be there and so much emotional, um, I guess, openness and, and really not being scared of what other people will say about you. And even if you are still choosing to show up every day, I think that goes for everyone being on social media. But, um, I think when you are talking about things like mental wellness, it's, it becomes a lot more personal. um, and it becomes a lot easier to also like get offended with, with negative comments and with hate. So, um, yeah, I really, it's, it's hard to say.
0: Yeah, that's so true. And it's what you were talking about earlier, like the inner work you have to put into and what you do is like very courageous and brave. And um, I also noticed that you talked about your writing kind of. So we saw that you publish a book. Would you like to tell us more about what inspired you to write that and what it's about? Yeah, um,
1: definitely. I So that book for me is really based around like the entire self-discovery sort of journey that i embarked on in mid-college and totally am still on I think that's like a constant journey throughout life once you become consciously aware of like you know questions like why am I here what am I doing here what's the purpose of all of this then it's just it's ongoing it's always going to be a part of you um and I think you know the way that I see it is like we all have that ability within us whether or not we've consciously unlocked it I just see everyone as like being on their own kind of self-discovery journey their own healing their own spiritual journey however you want to label it but I pretty much started writing a lot of what was in that book in 2019. It was right after a breakup. And I think that's what really got me channeling my energy into writing and, um, for the first time ever posting it on Instagram and sharing my writing with people publicly, which was to be honest, terrifying. And I definitely went back and made a lot of like, like made my profile private a lot of times and then came back with it, um, And I had the thought of like, okay, what if I just combined all of this and made it into like a poetry book, like similar to Rupi Kaur or R.H. Sin or Rumi type of writing? That's the style I write in. It's like very short little statements that just allow people to think. And that was in the back of my mind for over like, I think a year and a half. And then it was early this year, it was in January, where pretty much someone popped up on my For You page on TikTok with a whole tutorial of how to self-publish your own book. And I was like, okay, cool. This is the most straightforward thing I've ever seen in my life. So I'm going to do this. I got my writing together. And um, within like a little over a week, I just kind of put it together and I had it out in the world um, by before February. And then by the time it was on Amazon, it was like mid-February. So yeah, it really is about a lot of letting go of old um, like things in my life that were once home, whether it was the relationship, it was friendships, it was just the way that I self-identified and then transitioning into um, questioning a lot of things. Um, And ultimately, it ends with like owning your power, reclaiming your power and being in a way accepting that everything is happening for you and using that to empower you. Um, So it's it's laid out in three sections like that. And yeah, the title is Beyond the Skin. Um, And it it is on Amazon. It's on Apple Books, um, Barnes & Noble. So,
0: yeah. Well, that's so exciting. That's amazing how quick you published it. And I feel like it's so nice that you have your outlet to, you know, just let off whatever's on your chest, whether for you it's like writing or screaming into your pillow or whatever. Um, And then last but not least, what's one thing you would like listeners to take away from this podcast?
1: Yeah, I think just allowing people, encouraging people even to walk away from this, um, with just one question to yourself or one intention, like leaving this episode of, um, if I could even ask myself, like what purpose is or what success is to me, like, how would I answer that? Um, so just sitting with that, like, or that could even be an intention of just the word like purpose or the word success or the word happiness. Like if you don't resonate with any of those, like any equivalent of that to you, peace, joy, whatever, Um, allowing yourself to think about what that means to you, what that looks like to you, what it feels like, what that ideal dream version of that specific word is to you. Um, or if you don't want to think about it in the form of a question, just feel it as an intention, maybe breathe into it, um, and, and do this with your phone off maybe, or just away from you, at least away from your laptop. If you want to journal as you're thinking about it, you can maybe write some things down. If you want to do it on a walk, you can do it that way. It's really going to be personal to you. But I just want to plant that seed. Um, whoever walks away from this, just thinking of those ideas, purpose, success, happiness, whatever version of, of that you want to use.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, I definitely have a lot of reflecting to do after this. Um Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I feel like I've learned so much and it was so nice to hear about your passions and what's inspired you. And I'm leaving here feeling so much more inspired. Thank you. Well,
1: thank you for having me. Like, I'm just so excited for, you know, everyone to listen to this and allow people to think about these questions, especially like at the age that, you know, you guys are at right now, putting this together, having this out in the world for your network to hear, I think is so crucial. I think the younger people are when they get exposed to these ideas, the better it is. I'm um, not going to say better. I'm just going to say more impactful or more meaningful it is. So it, you know, it, it takes, I think, time for a lot of these ideas to really seep in and one day cultivate into something totally different, if at all. That's the end goal. So I just appreciate you having me today and allowing me to um, just talk
0: about my journey here. Of course. We had a great time.
1: Thank you.